I'm Haynes, white cotton underwear, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing? It is voting day in Canada, huh? It is, it is. I uh, I voted a couple hours ago, did my part. You wrote um, me in, didn't you? I did, I did. Bunchu Betts. <laughs> Prime Minister, <laughs> Prime Minister at Bunchu Betts. Yeah, at Bunchu Betts. What up? <laughs> Hashtag financial advice. I'm coming for you, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we have. Um, I always, I always laugh with how many choices we have. Like we, we have like three major parties, technically four with the Green Party, but you know they they don't get too many. Don't don't get too many votes or do, don't get too many seats. I won't get into the par- parliament aspect of it, but uh, we have like three major ones. But you you guys basically have two, and then. If any crazy independent wants to do something, right? Is, is that what it works out to be? Yeah, it's basically Republican, Democrat, and John McAfee. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> that's a good option. There you go. Um, Which, no, but, by the way, is some breaking news there. Yeah. Well, we we may be having them back, correct? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Janice uh, just wrote us a nice email. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. I don't know when, but... In the near future, I would I would imagine. So the return of McAfee to Rex yeah. Podcast will happen, and alongside his lovely wife Janice. So. Yes, that's what I'm excited for. I like yeah. I like I always like getting the. Uh, I like the, how you put it in the email. <laughs> We've been long awaiting the Janice show. The Janice show, yeah, that was just a warm up. The John show was just a warm up to the the main the the big show, yeah. the Janice show. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so no, she was very nice. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll figure something out, but. Uh, there was uh, they, they just want a breakdown of uh, you know what what we're going to be using and all that fun stuff and they wanted notes on the show and I'm, I I didn't have the heart to tell them we we don't really do notes. Uh, <laughs> well, it sounds like they got bombarded with emails after. I'm that sure tweet, they did. So you know we could just be like, hey, refer to this episode. Yeah, uh, DMT and bath salts. Uh, yeah, that's what we talked about. <laughs> so um, I don't know. So yeah, so that'll be fun. I, I like. I always like. I've I've always I don't know about you. You're in you're in sales uh, and as as like as as I, and uh, I've always had better luck talking to women uh, in 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 the workplace. Because you're a charmer. I I just I think I have more of a feminine vibe. I'm not a yeah. Not a, me too. Well, I'm not I, very uber masculine. Uh, I actually mostly in my role now call on essentially women because I'm working in nursing homes and home right. health agencies and well that you want to so talk about my wheelhouse and, yeah you like older ladies is my wheelhouse. oh that's like, me too yeah don't even mess around like that's i mean if i could only just work with elderly women yep i mean i would be a billionaire i think by now <laughs> which is essentially what i do so that's nice that's nice that's yeah i would be happy i you know older men uh, as men get older we just get more and more 
awful and whiny and and it's not fun and women just seem cooler as they get older for the most part yeah like a fine wine like and a fine wine we turn, and we turn into vinegar that's right <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we've got uh we've got some good stuff for you today we had a guest lined up but there were some technical difficulties so that guest will be joining us on our thursday show um so in the meantime we're going to get into some fun stuff here uh as you know if you are a listener to the show we um have been talking lately about halloween and candy and everything like that and chamber uh was kind enough to send me some Canadian Halloween candy, which came in the mail. Um, I tweeted it out the other day. We had um, a lot of uh, participation on that tweet too. Sure did. That, was, that blew up. up. Yeah, that was that was probably one of the more the most engagement we've had in a while. <laughs> it turned into like chip talk too, mm-hmm. like potato chip talk. Yeah. And, um, but so I have all eight varieties of candy here that he sent me. Uh, I will be eating them throughout the course <laughs> of the show and giving my rankings, uh, giving my rankings at the end, and we'll compare them to Chambers' ranking. Um, so I'm gonna. So, so out of if those, you hear me chewing. If you hear me chewing, that's why. So Chamber, if I'm still have candy in my mouth, you're just, you're just gonna have to carry the show. Not me. a problem. I, so, but out of uh, out of the eight candies i think only one of them is available in the u.s correct correct i have never seen seven out of eight of these and that's pretty impressive i didn't realize i'm actually gonna start with the one i know just because um uh, just because it's an old standby you can't go wrong starting with this and that would be kit kat so i'm starting here with kit kat everybody knows a kit kat you know so it's it's nothing there's nothing uh specially canadian about this no no Uh, and i mean you would know the flavor is about the same from from yeah it's a standard standard operating kit kat now i don't know about you but a few years back kit kat came out with the the bar the single thick Kit Kat oh, yeah. bar. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the better of the Kit Kat. I would much rather go with the with the one. It's the it's the Escalade of Kit Kat. Right, exactly. I would rather go with that one than the four. What about you? Are you on the same boat there? I think I am actually. That's a quality bar. That is it a is. quality bar. Um, but again, I I won't I won't turn down a four pack. You know, a four piece Tim. Uh, you know, pack of of Kit Kat. The, the best part about these is they're the ones you sent me. They're all fun size too. Of course. So they're easy to eat live on uh, nice. podcast. It's <laughs> nice. That is nice. They're podcast friendly, bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, so let's get into it. While well, you're what enjoying that, Any, I, oh, I have something to tell you. Uh, I have a recommendation for you. Oh my. Um, I, I was. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to say. Let's get into our. Let's get into our recommendations here. Get a right. So last night, um, I turned on. El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Uh, I've I've watched Breaking Bad. I want to say at least, I know at least three times. So I've been I've been pretty anxiously awaiting this. I've watched it twice. Yeah, I mean that's I, I still think I've gone back and watched other shows. Um, you know, I've recently rewatched Lost and Dexter and Six Feet Under. I think, and you know, I, I've watched lo- you know a few different quality shows multiple times. I think at the end of the day, Breaking Bad is still the number one for me. Uh, it's very difficult to beat. Um, and I will give El Camino, um, I'm going to give it a B plus. 
It, wow, it, that's pretty good. Yeah, I so mean, I it's better than what I wanted. Yeah, I would say it's a B plus. Um, I don't know what the reviews have been on it, but I mean, it 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 checked all the boxes. It you know, it's a two hour movie. It's not a, another season. You know what I mean? It's not like ten hours worth of of a season. You know, they, you can only do so much. But you know, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. There's some you get some some visits from from previous characters. Uh, there's, you know, there, there's, there's little so does Easter it like, eggs. It, does it advance the story at all? Or it's a prequel, right? No, no, no. It's a, it's a postquel. Is it a prequel? <laughs> it, it is. No, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh, it uh, is. Okay. Yeah, no, it continues the story uh, a little bit. So this is Jesse after he, you know how it's kind of funny. So I don't know when the last episode was. I feel like it was six or seven years ago. Yep. Like when, when the season or when the series uh, finished. So what happens is it's you see it from the perspective of, of him leaving uh, at the end of or this in the series finale, Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, Walter goes in, jacks everybody up with his, you know, trunk machine gun. And yep. uh, and at the end, you see Jesse hop in a car and basically boot it. And you're you're basically going from that point on. The funny part is is Jesse Pinkman looks significantly older, and I wouldn't say fatter, but his face is definitely fatter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's not he's not he's not fat uh, by you know any stretch of the imagination. But his face, I don't know what happened to his face. He kind of looks like a you know when baseball players do too much juice, their head gets too big. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that kind of things going on with him. I'm not exactly sure, but it's noticeable. There's a couple of scenes where they do some flashbacks where he's Jesse Pinkman, like freshly out of high school. And I'm like, it is. And it doesn't play. It is noticeable. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say it doesn't hurt the story. It, it only adds to the story. There's, you know, the good Easter eggs. It, you know, it's, it's good. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's a fine two hour piece of addition. I would say to, to the breaking bad uh, canon. I am the one who cocks. (laughs) I've been waiting to use that one all day. That's nice. Uh, I bet you have. I've been waiting to use that all day. (laughs) So, we got. Are we going to talk about this a little bit? How how was your morning? (laughs) Oh, it was graphic. I would say. Um, You know, I mean, if you live on Twitter like we do. Yeah. um, You were woken up on Monday with a... with with some images maybe you don't want to see with a, in the a rooster <laughs> with a rooster that's right <laughs> with, a, with a little rooster um yeah no uh we're, let's we're obviously- just uh let's just put it this way ceos of coins should not be sending dick pics to people <laughs> sending these uh to to unsuspecting women or men uh but it's got to stop i think they should be consensual i i i should probably um pivot to uh, to the cartoon. Uh, what's the cartoon on Netflix that we like to watch now? Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Thank you. Did you see the dick pic edit etiquette uh, episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, dick pic etiquette uh, determines uh, whether or not you should be sending a dick pic. Uh, and I think the only um, I think the only way you you have to is when you hit a cleavage pic. Is that correct? So unless <laughs> yes. unless Gunny can provide some sort of cleavage pick that he that he received first, uh, I think uh, unfortunately they, these these picks were uh, not not uh, you know not not recommended to send. I, I would say. Uh, I still yeah. uh, I still also 
Um, you know, I'm not sure that cleavage warrants directly to. I think this was cousin DP, cleavage, but... by the way. <laughs> it was cousin in that, cleavage. In that episode, it was. Yeah, it was cousin cleavage. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, so the picture obviously made him look like Walter White. So He did. Well, I, I, I was confused. I wasn't sure if it was Walter White, and I was trying to, you know, put a little silver lining around it because, you know, uh, Hero kind of tanked a little bit today. I don't know where it finished the day, but it, it felt a little bit of pain because of it. Um, I think he shut down his Twitter account. That was the other thing I noticed. I think today. he just changed his handle. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah. So, smart. Um, but I, some of these, I mean, some of these hilarious people on Twitter, uh, were nonstop making me laugh. What was your favorite gif of the day? It was yours. Mine. I was going to say that mine was pretty good. (laughs) Um, I, I, I thought, you know, again, I, I was going to say just trying to find a silver lining here or maybe an excuse why he sent it. And I said, well, maybe he's just sending his Halloween costume for this year. And I couldn't figure out if he was trying to be Walter White or Kramer, the underwear model. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it might be both. Who knows? Um, That's what I mean. I am the one who cocks. You, he is the one who cocks. Uh, <laughs> but my, right. fa- my favorite one was um, somebody had posted. I'm going to get his name. His name is Cooper. No, Cooler. Cooler. Cooler Esquire. So at C-O-O-L-E-R-E-S-Q. He had a hilarious pick of of Commissioner Gordon uh, of Batman (laughs) with the picture behind him of, of, uh, you know, this morning's picture behind him. And it says, not the hero CT needed, but the (laughs) hero CT deserved. And I thought that was pretty on point i thought that one was pretty good so shout out to uh cooler esquire um yeah so anyways that's enough of that for now yeah so before we get into news here candy update uh i have eaten the second and i'm on my third candy here uh the second one i did was a candy called arrow and what it is (laughs) is if if you like chocolate like a chocolate bar Arrow has decided to make a chocolate bar, but less. So they've just filled the space with little air bubbles. So it's kind of like a knockoff uh, crunch bar, except less. There's nothing. There's nothing in it. Like it's just air and chocolate. Do you like chocolate bars? Would um, you like less of them? Yeah. Arrow. Yeah, like like chocolate. <laughs> want less? Eat an arrow. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, third one I'm on here is what are you on now? Yeah, Smarties. Okay. So Smarties are like. Uh, let's just. I'm, I'm just gonna put this on the record here. Better M and M's. Oh my goodness, that is exactly the answer I wanted because I've been on this bandwagon for a long time. Here in Canada, there is. I would say it's a fifty-fifty split whether you eat M and M's or you eat Smarties. Because they're equally available everywhere. And yeah. So Smarties are by Nestle. You can get a Smarties McFlurry at McDonald's. Mm. Um, That's pretty good. Uh, That's usually my go-to. I get the Smarties McFlurry. So that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear the the better than M and M's. I think tagline. I think they are. They remind me of like the Cadbury chocolate eggs, like the because there's like solid chocolate Cadbury eggs with like the hard candy coating. That's what it reminds right. me. Right. And the other thing too, I'll, I I'll have both in the house, and sometimes when I make pancakes, you know, for the kids, I'll I'll put some in. And is M and M's melt in your mouth, not in your hands? Is that their slogan? Yes. 
That's some bullshit right there. I'm going to call them out right now. Because as soon as I mix M&Ms into pancake batter, all of the color comes right off. Yeah. If I do it with Smarties, it just stays the same color. Eminem, if you're listening, you have just yeah. been called out. Yeah, you've been put on blast, <laughs> Eminem's. All right, let's get in to some news. <laughs> Chamber, start us off here with a news story. I have a story here. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with this one. This is from the blockcrypto.com. And our friends over at Binance, I don't know anybody there. I don't know why I said friends. Uh, but this is breaking news. <laughs> Binance.com to add fiat pairs starting with Russian rubles in about two weeks. Uh, so Binance.com, the largest crypto-to-crypto exchange, is preparing to add support for trading between fiat and crypto starting with Russian rubles. Um, I always think Russian rubles is a funny word. The Russia, you I should feel look like it's at. Fake. I think you should look at changing the name of your currency because rubles just sounds too hilarious. Uh, Binance CEO Chang Peng Zhao or CZ announced the news uh, at the Open Inv- uh, Innovations Conference in Moscow on Monday, saying in about two weeks or so we should have support for Russian rubles trading directly. So you will be able to buy cryptocurrency on Binance.com using rubles. Um, so just last week on October 16th, Binance, Binance quietly added uh, the euro and the and the GBP uh, as pairs on the application, uh, also with uh, API interface as well. Uh, Binance intended to launch a fiat to crypto exchange in Russia earlier this year, among other countries. So far, the exchange has launched four international fiat to crypto exchanges in Uganda, Jersey, uh, Singapore, and the U.S. Is Jersey a country? I think uh, it is. If I I'm I would say I'm a pretty worldly guy. I have never heard of the country Jersey. I'm pretty sure it is, and I, New Jersey yeah. should also be a country. <laughs> Ah, its own separate we're kind of our own thing well i was gonna say nick you were you were um you were off on the last uh, on the last show um but nick was originally from jersey uh nick from divi project and he had some pretty good uh new jersey stories i figured you 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 would have been oh dang i got key for that one yeah. i think maybe we'll have him back on i was we were talking before the we show should. nick was a super good guy um big big fan of his so uh maybe we'll have him back on the show on a later date but cool uh, yeah, I think you should make it. Yeah, you Jersey boys will you'll will be able to talk all sorts of hometown stuff. I'm I'm sure that I won't be able to follow. Yeah, because it's our own thing, our own yeah. country. Exactly. Um, you're you're from the country of Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I what? ate a crispy crunch from Cadbury. Now we're getting into the real deal stuff. Yeah. Um. This one is very good. It now this is the one I think reminded me of a Butterfinger. That would make sense to me. That mm-hmm. was that that's very Butterfingery. So it. Ba- I mean, it basically is like a Butterfinger. I again, this is just I I haven't had too many but- Butterfingers in my life. But I thought Krispy Crunch would have been a thinner, maybe a little bit harder than Butterfinger. That's See, I right? think it's a little softer. But Butterfingers oh. are pretty hard. Are they? Okay. See. Yeah, and they like stick to your teeth. Oh, that's the worst. Mm. Mm. Depends on who you ask. Big. Yeah, I'm a big Krispy Crunch fan. That's that's usually one of my go-tos. All right, my my turn here. Uh, yeah. What do you have for news? I got something here from CoinDesk. Uh, just kind of an update. We talked about last week. Uh, and this article is by Anna Bedakova. 
um, oh, from CoinDesk. Right. Yep. Yeah. Classic Anna, Anna story. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with Anna Kornikova, the tennis no. player. Different um, person altogether. Yes. So we <laughs> we spoke about the SEC quite a bit last year or last week. And one of the stories was about them shutting down uh, the um, Telegram ICO. So... There's kind of an update here. The last thing we talked about was that Telegram had said they were talking to the SEC or attempted to talk to the SEC for 18 months. Um, this article says that the SEC's court hearing on Telegram token is delayed until next year. So Telegram is going to have to wait to make its case in the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission that its Gram token is not a security. Um, According to the latest court filing, the hearing on the case has been postponed until February 18th and 19th, 2020, which it was supposed to happen this week, October 24th. Um, yeah, the judge in the case, yeah, (laughs) I would say like a ton, like a ton, Uh, like a metric, (laughs) a metric ton. Um, the judge in the case, uh, P Kevin Castle ruled that telegram should not distribute its tokens before that date. So they are basically saying, yo, do not, uh, go forward with this until we have this court date and not until the court makes a decision on the case. So earlier this week, Telegram to, uh, committed to delaying the launch of the ton blockchain project and gram issuance, um, to the investors until April 30th, 2020. So it's had time to deal with, um, the SEC. So, so that's when investors will get their tokens. Is that what we're saying? At the very earliest now, At the yes. very earliest. So let's say summer. Let's, let's yeah, be, I mean, yeah. more realistically, probably. Um, are we saying that investors have waited like three years for their tokens? Yeah, and something that's probably going to be ruled to security and they're going to lose all their money. <laughs> <laughs> that's it says, one. Yeah, <laughs> in a court filing and emails to ton investors, Telegram disagreed with the SEC that the Grams are securities, expressing frustration over the agency's late motion to halt the October launch. So, you know, I mean, I, they kind of do have a point there. Like, look, this thing's been going on for 18 months. If they really did try to attempt to talk to the SEC or any of this, like, I mean, the SEC stepped in, what, a month before the law uh, it was supposed right. to launch, you know? Um because it says here on October 11th, uh, the SEC obtained an emergency restraining order to halt the launch of TON. Um, Jeez. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, as it postponed the launch, Telegram further offered investors a chance to approve the date change, adding that if the majority of Gram holders disagree with the delay, they'll receive 70 for, uh, 77% of their Im- investment back. Ooh. Interesting. Only a 33% haircut. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, so they're giving you an out, really. That would you Okay, so yes. are you taking yes. that? Yes. 100%. Really. Yeah, I don't know about you, but every single one, I wish all my altcoins are only down 33%. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Like, if I'm, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how much I invested, obviously, but, um, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. (sighs) Who knows? I'd probably keep it, actually. I'm not smart enough to cut my losses. (laughs) I know you would, but. Yeah. You know, what should they do? They should probably cut their losses. I don't know. It's 
well, you think they it, should? It could be one of those. Should. Like, Telegram could be one of those that could be huge. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's not like it's some you know scammy ICO. It's it's a pretty big product. Yeah, I already. Mean, you know what right. I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. I could be convinced <laughs> either way. Is basically <laughs> what it comes down to. I'd probably take my chances, uh, or no, I would. I would take my money back. I think. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. I think if I mean. It depends on how much it was because, again, say the, you invested, um, if you it's know, a thousand, uh, if it's a no, thousand say you, say bucks, I'm letting it ride. If it's 10 grand, I'm yeah. probably taking my seven grand or 77 eight grand, yeah, yeah, yeah. less uh, capital gains losses. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah, it would be losses, so you'd actually be able to claim that as a loss, yeah, imagine, exactly. Right? It might be a little bit better, um, but. Yeah, I actually, say. I'm not sure how that would work because I you don't. never got tokens, so technically you never bought anything. I'm sure there's some sort of legal paperwork you have to sign to to get your token or to get the 77 percent as well. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, I would think. That, I don't know. know. Weird, but I think I'm taking my money back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, but you're. Uh, yeah, I'm you got you. the last one here. I do have the last one. I'm going to go with, uh, you did the SEC one. I'm going to go here from, uh, this is from Cointelegraph. Bitmain launches the world's largest Bitcoin mining facility in Texas. They always say things are bigger in Texas. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I I got my mouth full of Mr. Big. <laughs> I'm eating a Mr. Big right now. That's a great product placement. Everything is bigger <laughs> in Texas, even the Mr. Bigs. I am uh, eating a Mr. Big. Now, should now I, I was telling you earlier, the tagline for Mr. Big candy bars in the 90s was, when you're this big, they call you Mr. Should Texas change their <laughs> their state slogan to uh, everything's bigger in, from it, everything's bigger in Texas to when they're this big they call you Mister? I <laughs> when think you're that's this big they call you Texas. Texas, I think is, <laughs> I think that's the better one. I when think that's this, a great slogan. Uh, when you're this big they call you Texas. Yeah. So I, I, wow, that is. Uh, you know what? We're gonna have to go to who's the governor of Texas? We should we should really we'll tag them in this one and really get this, the, the the ball moving on this one. I'm gonna look that up while you're. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again, this is from Cointelegraph. Chinese cryptocurrency hardware manufacturer Bitmain has opened uh, what it claims is the largest facility for Bitcoin mining in Rockdale, Texas. Uh, in a news release published uh, today, uh, Bitmain revealed the project had been completed together with Rockdale Municipal Development District and Canadian technology firm DMG Blockchain Solutions. Oh, are you familiar? I am not. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know everybody in Canada. <laughs> I mean, Why? I There's like, like 10 people. I know. I know like <laughs> the majority of them. Okay. You I know have the no majority. friends. <laughs> I have zero friends. It's not what my Twitter says. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that after? <laughs> of course. Uh, All right, of course we will. Um, so uh, the, the pledge there is to boost the local economy. The news uh, release places a strong emphasis on working with the local economy of Rockdale, uh, which is located in Millam County, east of Austin. The facility currently developed uh, to a uh, current 25 megawatts, I'm assuming is MW capacity, yeah. with a 50 megawatt uh, facility remaining under construction. Uh, sits on 33,000 acres and can expand to a capacity of over 300 million, or sorry, 
300 megawatt in the future. Uh, now, is that as much as uh, a gigawatt? Uh, do we know? Uh, like, is that more than like 1.1 gigawatts? Uh, yeah, it's. Like, I think it's, I'm just trying to figure out if they can go back bigger. to the future. Yeah, yeah no, okay. it's, can they? They I'm, have the I'm technology sure. to go into the 1985. Yeah, no, they have the power. Uh, okay. to definitely. They do. Yeah. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. Uh, so this is. Uh, this, so like this a megawatt is a megawatt compatible. is five a megawatt is five watts to the power of seven. Is that? Did you just look that up, or do you know that? I because that's a weird thing. To, all right, I was gonna say I that's a super that weird thing to know. <laughs> yeah, I just looked it up. All right, good. So, uh, um, yeah, that's good. I think. Uh, I mean, power must be. Pretty so, did cheap you there. just uh, did you just randomly um, talk about the or uh, bring up Back to the Future? Yeah, hundred percent. Did Did you know that today is Back to the Future Day? Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go on the record and say something here. I didn't yeah. know today was Back to the Future Day. You did, but I feel like I feel like I hear it a couple of times a year that it's Back to the Future Day. So what? Is this the day that they go to the future in October twenty first, two thousand nineteen, or why? Like, or is this the day it was released, or what? Why is it Back to the Future Day? October twenty first. So it's it's just the date. Okay. So October twenty first is the date on the on um, the flux capacitor or on the yes. I see. So it's where they're. Let's see. They are. Going from October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five, to October twenty first, two thousand fifteen. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. I think it was. I think oh, it was. Yeah. So the destination time was is you know your. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I see. All right. Uh, what was your favorite Back to the Future? Mine's always been three. Um. Mine. I. I would probably say the f- first one, but <laughs> I. What my my greatest memory of back to the future is not actually the movie it was when my parents took us to like universal studios oh, or whatever right. it was and yeah, there was yeah, back yeah. to the future the, the, the ride, ride. Yeah. oh my god it was so sick i think i was there during that time as well um yeah i remember back to the future the ride uh so yeah yeah i think i was there that would have been what like 90 yeah like sometime in the 90s maybe yeah. like i feel like i was there but yeah, big big fan, big Back to the Future fan. Is that uh, is like, are you were you a big ride guy growing up? Uh, like, did I would you go say to the Six I, Flags and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say I'm ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you know. die. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, it's actually funny. Like uh, when I was growing up, until I was actually for the longest, until I was like in my late twenties, just randomly. Everywhere I lived had a Six Flags nearby. Really? So, yeah, Jackson, New Jersey had a Six Flags. I moved out to Gurney, Illinois, had a Six Flags. Then I moved to, when I started working for the beer company, I worked or lived by next door to Springfield, Massachusetts, had a Six Flags. Jeez, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, I did a lot of Six Flags growing up. No, we had, uh, we have one. It's called Canada's Wonderland. It's pretty great, um, but yeah, we just have one. So if you live in any, if you live basically outside of Ontario, you're fucked. Uh, you don't, you don't get any rides at all. That's brutal. You get Sorry, like town. I'm, I'm eating carn- a caramel. I. F- <laughs> 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 so 
<laughs> so I'm balls deep in a caramel right now. So the big the big thing with caramel was uh, how do they like? It's always been like you know how like KFC's got the the secret recipe and nobody wants to give it up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, apparently, there's the same thing with caramel, and it's how do they get the caramel inside the caramel? I'm like, I oh. feel like it's fairly easy to figure this one out. Yeah, uh, I don't feel like that. I mean, it's not a crazy shape, like. <laughs> But yes, this was their marketing campaign for like it seems it like, like a standard like boilerplate two, two pieces of chocolate right flipped upside down uh, or yeah flipped upside down you pour the caramel into the one side you put the yeah, top on the other you side cover the other and then melt it together that's it <laughs> straight up <laughs> secret solved um, but yeah that was the times the, up there in Canada like, twenty years of this I'm telling you twenty plus years of marketing of like how do they get the caramel inside the caramel bar. Yeah, it seems like I remember being like eight years old. I'm like, I think I got this, guys. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Awesome, awesome. All right. How, how do you feel about the caramel? Which, so is there a, is there I'm a, a big fan of like just, so this is a, you know, kind of an old school type of bar. It's mm-hmm. just chocolate and caramel. Exactly. In two little like square bricks put right. together, right? So, um High high on my list because I'm a big chocolate and caramel guy. So. It's good, ch- t- in my opinion, it's good chocolate and good caramel. Well, it's Cadbury, correct? It is, yeah. So that was what I was saying, too. It's like, this is, we have Cadbury in in the States. You so do, like, that's right. I thought you did, yeah. They could put all these out. I don't see why not. You know? They're good. But, all right, so our last story here is kind of different, but we saw this today and I uh, thought it was pretty cool. So just wanted to chat about it. You know, we're big sports fans. Um, I'm more of a football, baseball, college basketball kind of guy, uh, hockey. Chambers big on the NBA. So I saw this story and I sent it to him. And it comes from ESPN.com, um, from the NBA. Yeah, this is from, I think, Ken, Kevin Arnovitz wrote this one, eh? Is that who it is? Yes, so. it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So um, the title is, How Investing 150K in Spencer Dinwiddie Would Actually Work. Uh, do you know Spencer Dinwiddie? Uh, I know. Yes, I know Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. I mean, he's uh, he, he would be a, you know, maybe like a C-level star in the nba mm-hmm. the name is familiar to me like yeah i mean he's a starter for a subpar basketball he might he might not actually even be a starter he's like a six man or a starter on a subpar basketball team. are you calling the nets subpar well they're not par <laughs> <laughs> i guess that would leave subpar <laughs> they are not par um all right so essentially the idea of this is You know, it's a longer story, so I'm not going to go into all the details. But um, basically, Dinwiddie went to Colorado for uh, college basketball. He became uh, buddies with his uh, one of the guys that he played basketball with there, um, Jeremy Adams, and they played basketball together. And they share an enthusiasm for the world of blockchain technology and entrepreneurial spirits. So I think it's interest or pursuits. So I think it's interesting that, you know, I think we're seeing this more and more in sports with these athletes that are, you know, I would say 
just like us, Chamber. No different. <laughs> I don't see any difference whatsoever. No. Just like us. Uninformed with a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> pick, take, and blockchain. Yeah. We're, we just don't have a lot of money. We're just uninformed. You know? um, but yeah, I don't know. This He, he, seems, he seems like... I couldn't imagine what it would be like being a professional star, whether it's baseball, basketball, football. You you would be bombarded with business opportunities and people coming oh, yeah. to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I have to imagine that some of these guys, like some of them, are you know utterly useless when it comes to money. But I would have to imagine some of these guys are pretty savvy, uh, or have well, or, I would have become say a this, bit more savvy. This gentleman sure seems it right. So right. he talks about you know how. Dinwiddie isn't just into investing. He is a guy with more holistic interests in how money works, how it is valued and transferred in an economy, and how you make markets more inclusive. And what's a cool way to bring liquidity to an illiquid or unrealized sector? So we talk about liquidity all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So on that last question there, it says here, Dinwiddie realized that the next step in his entrepreneurial journey was to create a financial instrument that would allow him and other athletes to fully maximize their upside. Why not just be or, or why not just be the investment vehicle, basically, allowing people who believe in that athlete to cash in when he makes good on potential? And with that, Dinwiddie decided uh, that in addition to being an NBA combo guard, he's also going to fulfill a new dream of being a debt security. So, um, <laughs> was he a young lad? Be like, oh, yeah. Man. What do you what want to be when you grow up, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie? A debt security. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a debt security. <laughs> Okay, Spencer. Oh, all right. You're if rough. you believe in yourself, <laughs> you be one you day you could be a debt security too. <laughs> um, so this this idea um, has not. It's not the first time people have tried to do this, right? So in the the article, it talks about um, the idea of athletes or celebrities trying to securitize their talents. It has like precedent uh, in 1997. Musician David Bowie worked with an investment bank to sell Bowie bonds, um, where investors were paid a fixed annual return of 7.9% over 10 years for bonds that were backed by David Bowie's intellectual properties. Otherwise, uh, in other words, like his recordings and songs and his rights to royalties. Uh, Frank Thomas, Chicago White Sox player. um, My favorite baseball player as a young lad. Uh, yeah, he was great, and now he's like p- uh, peddling dick pills on the on TV. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's selling the big, uh, the big unit. Big oh, unit <laughs> that's what they should be called. They're called <laughs> something different, like eugenics or something. But uh, oh, boo. yeah, it's basically a testosterone pill. Um, and he tried to do he tried to securitize his contract in 1998 but the plan got hung up over skittishness about the clauses in his deal that would nullify contracts for, uh like non-sports injury related play- things or player strikes so with that uh dinwiddie is plan planning to offer what he has named professional athlete investment token or paint. He doesn't even play in the paint. He's a yeah, permanent you player. The, you go you go hard in the paint or you don't go at all. 
and he says he's going to launch it as soon as this week. And the offering has a minimum investment of 150000 and it's only available, here's the catch, wah, 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 to uh, accredited investors on a new platform that he hopes that will eventually host dozens of athletes who follow his lead. Um, the NBA has taken issues with uh, Dinwiddie's efforts. The two have begun uh, debating on whether issuing uh, a paint would violate the league's collective bargaining agreement. It will. Um, yeah, <laughs> it probably will, right? Yeah, so, 100%. Uh, so in the big picture here, the token would be essentially a proof of concept for like a larger objective. So he wants to right. create he wants to create basically athletes as a new asset class um, that would allow fans or anyone else to invest in players like you would in the stock market. Right. So who, basically, who a treasury it? bond, a real estate, or crypto, same thing. As a kid, did you have like a guy that you're like this is the, like whether it's a baseball player, football player, whatever, and people were talking shit to you about this person and then you ended up being very very right about them like basically like um, who, who would you put money on as a kid um uh, like invested in into their you know potential well that would so have paid like, that would have paid you essentially I, not necessarily that like uh they were saying like i was saying that he was going to be better than people thought but uh, like obviously growing up Derek jeter was the hottest thing right uh, for me as a yankee fan and but all he was stuff. pretty yeah he was like yeah, he was Out a of popular the gates, guy pretty, anyway. Pretty but like, um, man, I can't really think of like one I remember two. talking. I mean, I guess like Saquon Barkley now because yeah, well, I watched yeah. him play at college, right? Right, and exactly. He wasn't really on anyone's radar at the time, and so I'm watching him play games, and I'm like, dude, this kid is going to be sick. As a destroyer of worlds, he became the second overall pick in the draft, really? and now he's yeah. So now, and he's like considered one of the best in the league now. So I would say him. When the when the Lakers reason. got Kobe back in like '96, like I remember watching him immediately. And be like, okay, this guy's gonna be. Like I remember talking, like this guy's gonna be better than Jordan. So you t- you're taking credit for Kobe Bryant. His excellence, yes, that's partially my involvement. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's hundred percent accurate. I remember just talking all sorts of shit, and people would throw it in my face. I remember when Vince Carter came out, like short a couple of years after Kobe, everybody was saying like Vince Carter was going to be better. I'm like, you guys are insane. And you know, then you know, Kobe slowly started winning championship after championship, and when he surpassed Michael Jordan for total points. Uh, like in, in the back end of his career was the, like I remember getting phone calls from people like from my youth like yeah you were right I'm like yeah I was right <laughs> never forget it <laughs> oh my god you're crazy <laughs> alright so back to this story here the so basically he wants to offer a debt issuance to accredited investors that would be backed by his earnings in the 21-22 season so uh, it's got a lot of characteristics of like a typical bond, but it's different. So um, the minimum investment, I said, again, mm-hmm. again would be in the token. So basically one token costs you 150 grand, and he's offering a maximum of 90 tokens for purchase that would represent 13.5 million or around 40% of his three-year $34 million contract with Brooklyn. Wow, he's got a... That's a pretty sizable contract. Man, so, people are making shitloads of money in the NBA right now. I keep seeing these contracts. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking right, right now. Um, you know, like Arvidas Sabonis? You've heard of that? So of he's course. Got a, he's got a son that plays in the NBA now. He was like a 
you know, he was I think he was like a 20th overall pick. He just signed a four-year 77 million. Like these people are making like so much money in the NBA now. Like it's 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 I think it's the most out of any professional sport right now. Like Buddy hmm. Heald just yeah, signed I a think, four-year I mean, 100 million. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so then it says here, okay, I'm an accredited investor and happen to have 150 to invest. Like, how does it work? So, um, essentially, you're buying a digital co- token that will live as digital currency on a blockchain. Um, and you know, it says, in other words, you're loaning Dinwiddie 150, 150 grand that he promises to pay back in two years, backed by his contract, obviously. Um, he says that there will likely be an interest rate in the range of 2.5%. So that would mean the initial 150,000 investment would earn you uh, $3,750 over the next year, paid either quarterly or biannually. Year three is when the token matures and things get interesting for both Dinwiddie and you. Dinwiddie is performing his own personal revenue sharing of his individual post-tax 2021 basketball-related income. So he said this will be done at a 60-40 split and that 40% will be paid out to investors. And so, because and then it says here, this is interesting, because Dinwiddie owns a player option for the 21-22 season, that's a great deal of elasticity. So let's say he continues his upward trajectory over the next two seasons and opts out of his current deal with the Nets. If the new contract plus additional income pays him a total of $20 million. His taxes and related expenses run 50% of his income. You would receive your original principal of 150000 back plus an additional $52,934. So in the end, you'd after three years, you'd have earned uh, 10.6 annually over the term of the in, uh, investment. You know what's uh, seriously in play now, though, with these NBA contracts, specifically the NBA, is all this China FUD that's happening. Like mm. with, uh, hey, it's just like a, it's just like crypto, baby. It's no different, <laughs> baby. It's all crypto. China FUD will get you in the end. No, but seriously, like the the uh, salary cap went through the roof over the last couple of years when they signed their new TV deal, and a lot of that had to do with uh, the Chinese market. And who knows, like once that, like I think that one's up in maybe another year or two, that, that particular TV contract, who knows what, you know, what's going to happen. Because that's, that's huge. Like they're trying to get stuff going in India, China uh, are the two big, um, you know, out of North America countries that they're, that they're trying mm-hmm. to pull focus to. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I completely understood the two sides of the coin uh, when it came to, you know, what LeBron James was saying or not saying when it came to that stuff. Like, yeah. And that guy makes a lot of money, uh, you know, from Nike and Nike's, you know, Nike makes a lot of money in China or, mm-hmm. you know, generates a lot of money from China. So, yeah, it's it's serious. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, those those big lucrative contracts that we're seeing today, they, you know, you it, it could be significantly less, you know. Uh, a few years down the road so yeah well, well so here it says the total the, so it gives two hypothetical outcomes basically uh what happens if he opts in so if he opts in his his third year deal mm-hmm. is worth 12.3 million right so uh that would be a year three salary that would rate you an annual rate of return of 7.4 percent so you're still making money so instead of 50 Two grand on your initial investment, it would be uh, thirty-five thousand eight hundred twenty-five. So it's still pretty good. Um, 
you know, uh, so as opposed to that 50 plus 52 or 59 or whatever it was. Uh, so what's in it for Dinwiddie? So he raises millions in cash at the front end of his contract Mm -hmm. that he can now put to work investing immediately, basically. So he basically front front loads his whole contract. The 13.5 million would be in relatively traditional vehicles. You want to be strong with your money, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, if he can, achieve a decent rate of return for those investments he can recoup his whole debt obligation which is interesting so this is pretty i mean what do you think of the whole thing i mean i i you know i I was pretty impressed with his level of you know his, his level of savvy when it comes to this stuff um i i like the idea like you said i think you had mentioned it earlier it's just like maybe this is the thing that breaks down the door for the bigger thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is not it, but maybe this kind of loosens the gears. I don't a know. It kind of could be. Because, it could be. It know, very well could be. It says, where will there be a secondary market for the token? It says not initially. Um, it can't be traded for a year, but Dinwiddie sees a future where once there's a critical mass of athletes who have their own token, you could log into the por- uh, platform and trade NBA players the way you would trade other securities. So he says here, you we envision a world where you're going to be able to trade Spencer for a Kyrie Irving or for a Kevin Durant. Uh, in a lot of ways, it kind of does represent this paradigm of real fantasy sports. Yeah. Um, so, who would do? Uh, like, who would do you be selling right now? I mean, there's some guys that I in the NBA or like in the NFL, NBA, whatever. Well, like, I, so it's funny. I listened to a podcast that like who you're longing, um, who you're shorting, essentially. That's what I want to know. I listened to a. Uh, sports gambling podcast and Mm -hmm. this is why i knew that something like this must have existed or at least was being played around with because he makes reference a couple times throughout some episodes without quite clearly just stating it that he has some kind of investment in Patrick Mahomes future you know what i mean so and then so now Patrick Mahomes this week got hurt. He dislocated his patellar tendon, so or his patellar. So he basically his kneecap. Is this a football player? Yeah, he's okay. like the hottest. Is he at quarterback? Heard, I think I've right heard now. the name. He was a rookie a couple years ago. Who's he's he like play the for? Hottest thing. A Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, he's on the cover of Madden. Um, so. You know, it might be so you might be scared now and those weak Patrick Mahomes hands might be looking to trade them or or buy low. You know what I, I was going to so. say? I, I'm the same way with um, on the NBA side, like Zion Williamson. Oh, yeah. That, that guy's just it, he's got too much torque. He's got too much horsepower underneath the engine. Uh, like he's going to hurt himself. Like it's it's his body's too big. His athleticism is too good. Um, the, 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 it's just not a good mix. Like he has the speed and agility of somebody that's a hundred pounds lighter than he is, uh, and you know he's got the frame of. I think I, I feel like he's like two fifty, two eighty. Like oh yeah, like, he's like two eighty. He he's a he, big there was dude. A, there was a stat that came out last year during the run where it said if he was in the NBA, he'd be the third heaviest guy in the NBA. <laughs> that's insane. And he's like this most athletic beast. Yeah, he's so fast and athletic. It's just it. The, the science behind it, it's just not, it, it, it doesn't work. Like, you can't have that much mass and that much athleticism without the, you know, the gears falling off. So yeah. I think, I think he just had surgery today. Uh, he's out for like six to eight weeks, maybe. 
Oh. Yeah. So sell. So. <laughs> <laughs> here's a interesting. Uh, so. Though Dinwiddie is a cryptocurrency enthusiast and payment for a token can be made in crypto, he's issuing the offering in a more traditional construct. The token will exist, though, on Ethereum. Um, not Tron? Nope. It's going to be an <laughs> Ethereum not, token. He's not crypto at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an Ethereum token, but functionally it's a debt security. So, um, you know, then it just talks about more how how whiskey it is and whatnot yeah exactly but i think that's pretty cool um so you know it's uh definitely forward thinking um i i I, I would i would dabble if there was a market like this 100 percent. like i wish there was just more options Mm -hmm. i haven't been following the career of spencer dinwiddie that much (laughs) um he was but it is it's like real life fantasy a hundred percent. Like you would be looking it. at these guys every single day. Oh, and you'd have like your own index of basically a fantasy team worth of index. I'd be longing. Who would I be longing? I'm longing. Uh, you could you could have probably purchased uh, some some shares of um, of Anthony Davis pretty cheap over the summer, maybe towards the end of last year. Like yep. it's gonna be. I'm telling you right now. I, I was talking a lot of shit about the Lakers winning the championship this year. Uh, that is happening. I don't know if uh, it's on the record. If <laughs> LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy in the playoffs, everybody's fucked. Like you're, I don't care about Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, if you watch, if you know basketball, and if you have watched LeBron James and Anthony Davis play together, it is insane. Maybe the best duo in the history of basketball. Not even joking. Wow, that's it, not um, hyper- it's not hyperbole hyperbolic. at all. It's. Yeah. <laughs> what are you on right now, by the way? Uh, so I just finished a coffee crisp. Ooh, that might be my. Uh, that's up there. That's a it's like a three. larger. It's kind of like a larger Kit Kat because it's got that mm-hmm. cookie ish, like a wafer layer, yeah, wafery layer. Yeah. But it's got some kind of nice coffee notes to it. Yes, and it's very good. That's um, a go-to for me. As I well. actually ate one with my coffee the Ooh. other day. It was delightful. That's flavor country right there. So I'm on the last one here, which is a Wonder Bar. Mm-hmm. A Wonder Bar. I can only describe as a soft caramelly butterfinger. So it's like oh, a so, so good. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a butterfinger, but it's caramelly and soft, and it's delicious. It's honestly that one's my favorite. That's right. A, a Wonder Bar combines like yeah, like a, there's a little bit of crunch. There's a good amount of My peanut. dad kept saying it in German the other day. Wunderbar, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, that's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is what you have to say after you eat one. They are so delicious. So while we're doing our last segment here, I'm going to go through my rankings afterwards. Okay. And then you'll get. I'll, I'll tell you them yours as well. <laughs> and we'll see where we differ. So we have one more segment here, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You're going to walk us through it? It's Yeah. We're, we're calling this one... Um, the Kramer's Heisenberg formula. Uh, I don't know, but I woke up in the Hudson River and I sack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
Uh, uh, this all stems from this morning. Um, once we get going in CT, we, we don't like to stop. Um, so this is based on my tweet um, saying I wasn't sure if I was looking at uh, Walter White or Kramer, the underwear model. Uh, so today we're, I'm going to give you some, uh, some famous quotes from both Walter White and Cosmo Kramer. Um, and, uh, and you just tell me who's who and who said what, and uh, we'll go from there. And by the way, as I was looking for this, the reason I called it the Kramer's Heisenberg formula is when I was Googling Heisenberg and Kramer, this came up. There's an actual, uh, the scientist that Heisenberg, the Heisenberg character is based on, Werner Heisenberg, actually had a, uh, a, an associate uh, named Hendrik Kramer, uh, and they came up with a formula together, a like a super intelligent quantum mechanic formula. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny as well. So weird stay out of my territory is the quote oh man that's tough because i I, man (laughs) because it seems like it could be heisenberg because there's drug dealing involved but there's also some episodes of seinfeld where like kramer gets himself into these basically turf wars um i'm actually gonna go kramer I don't know. That one, unfortunately, was a Walter White. Ah, that should have been too easy. I overthought the room on that one. So did I. I did the same thing. Don't worry. Um, all right. Let's go with another one here. We're going to go with the universe is random. Not inevitable. It's simple chaos. I'm going to I'm going to go back. Uh, or actually, I'm going to say Walter White on that one. You're goddamn right. That is correct. It, it is sounds correct. scientific. It is scientific. Yeah. I tried to find one that was possibly. Um, all right. Let's go with. Now, what does the little man inside you say? You got to listen to the little man. Man, that's I don't know what that could be either. One, I'm gonna go with Kramer. That is correct. That is Cosmo yes. Kramer. All right, I'm good at this. All right. Yeah, I'm better at this than uh, whatever the other one was that I got <laughs> smoked in. I forget what the other one was, but yes, you did get smoked. All right, moles, freckles, ugly cousin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's... I'm almost 90% sure that's a Kramer quote. (laughs) That is correct. That is a Kramer quote. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that one kind of sounded scientific as well. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Or it could have been like talking about a mole, like uh, somebody snitching. You're a calculating, cold-hearted businessman. And when there's dirty work to be done, you don't mind stomping on a few throats. Oh, man, I can't picture Kramer saying that. I'm going Heisenberg. I don't know. It's Kramer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, have to be, I have to come clean. What? I, ha- I changed it a little bit. So what I changed is I changed businessman or from I, I changed it to businessman from businesswoman. Uh, Kramer's talking to Elaine and he says, yeah, because you're perfect. You're a calculating cold hearted businesswoman. And I still when, probably would have guessed. I still probably would have guessed uh, Walter White because I would have thought he was talking to, to, to the lawyer. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The chick that works at the uh, corporation. Right, exactly. The, the Stevia chick. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's my score? Do you know? No, you're doing pretty good, though. <laughs> oh, I got a good one for you here. Smoking marijuana, eating Cheetos, and masturbating do not constitute plans in my book. <laughs> That's got to be Walter White. You're goddamn right. What? <laughs> that is Walter White to Jesse Pinkman. I was going to say, it's got to be. <laughs> a classic line. All right, I'm going to give you one more here. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, you know what they say. You don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. Kramer. That is Kramer. Yes. <laughs> That's you did pretty good on that one. I, it was kind of hard because some of these quotes are so iconic. It's almost impossible. Like, you know, there's if if you're going through Kramer, right. I am the one who cocks. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> Jerry, my face is my livelihood. My lure, my twinkle. <laughs> Everything I have, I owe to my face. Um, but yeah, so I think pretty good. Did did pretty good on that one, buddy. Thanks. That was fun. I like. I, I'm good at Seinfeld. I think so. You know, that is All right. my alley. Let's land this plane, shall we? Shall we shall. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, follow our, our new project, uh, Coin HQ. So I was talking to um, Digi today, uh, and we were talking about potentially trying to put together some Twitter giveaway campaigns to, you know, grow the account and get people out knowing what Coin HQ is going to be. So call, follow that account. What is the handle? Coin at Coin HQ underscore. You got it, buddy. Cool. And then also follow us because you know we're we're okay. Yeah, we're followable. We're not going to send you dick pics. <laughs> we will. I not. mean, I might. I can't. I can't. <laughs> a bunch of won't. He's a good man. I won't. I won't. No. I'm but I mean, who knows? Uh, I get crazy on the weekend, so uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe follow just Buncho in the show. Don't follow I, me. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna tweet out a dick pic from the uh, from the Rex Podcast account as soon as we are done with this. I wanted to tag me undies in that post so bad. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you. Great. I I have definitely switched my my, my whole wardrobe to me undies. And I I've mean, never it, tried. I'm telling. Everything just looks better. You look better. You look like you know what you're doing. Uh, it's it's uh, it's really? yeah, It's not tidy whities. You know, you got some good patterns. It's everything's accentuated. You're, you're looking like a stud down there. I'm telling you, me undies. Go get some. That's a, that's an unpaid advertisement. I can't believe undies. it. Like they got, they just got that for free. That's I free. Mean, I, that is, I, I, I've heard a lot of MeUndies ads. By far, yeah, mine was the best. It's not even close. That was the best ad they've ever received from a podcast. I'm live tweeting out a dick pic. <laughs> uh, it's coming at you. Oh my goodness! Hello. Um, we're gonna need a bigger boat. All right, uh, <laughs> I, I just did it. So. Oh, <laughs> that's an old dick. <laughs> it's got white hair on it and everything. Gross, uh, gross. <laughs> Are you gonna? Do you want to explain what I just did? Or? No, no. They definitely have to go and figure it out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Was that too rude? I don't no, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because then they'll have to go and find it. Okay. So if you want to know, if you want to see that gross, ugly dick that I just saw, <laughs> follow at wrecked underscore podcast. I think it's actually also, is it a dead dick? Uh, no, I think a living dick. Uh, I think I, I think I looked it up the other day because I thought he was also dead. Uh, but a living. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what? Honestly, for the age, the dick looks great. It's a ninety-three-year-old uh, dick. That I mean, it doesn't look a day over seventy-one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna do it for us. Until next time, don't get wrecked, and that is financial advice.